0: Each episode, we bring you B2B leaders to learn about their successes, fails, and what's working for them in the market. If you enjoy the show, please consider giving us a five-star rating on Apple and Spotify and share this podcast with a friend. That's enough from me. Let's dive right in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode. I'm Shaheen Hoda with X Growth. And today, I'm talking to Roy Balbus, Chief Operating Officer at Trade Square, about everything marketing operations. We're talking about why it's important, why, and where you should start, and what are some of the mistakes you should be aware of and, and try to avoid. On that note, let's dive in. Roe, thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks,
1: thanks a lot for having me.
0: No, I'm I'm really looking forward to this conversation. I mean, I, I know, Roe, you were um you were this the CMO of, uh, of of the company some time ago, and then you changed roles to the COO. And even when when you're in the COO, CMO role, we were talking about marketing operations and the importance of it. And I'm I'm super excited because I can definitely see you bring the strong points from both angles, from both marketing and operations. Something that probably not a lot of marketers would would have experienced or have the experience. So uh, so again, really excited to have a chat about this. Also for whoever's listening. I'm I'm down with COVID, so if the if my sound if I, if I sound a little bit too um, congested, that's uh, that's the reason. But uh, I I don't think that's new to to most people. Everyone's kind of down with some sort of COVID. So uh, let's dive in. Let's make this happen, Roy. The first thing that I want to I want to ask you is marketing operations. Why why do we need it? Like where does the need come from?
1: I feel like operation is everywhere and it's about acknowledging that there's always better way of doing what we're doing and we need to create some clarity and transparency Transparency of you know what we are trying to achieve, who's responsible for it, when are we trying to achieve it by and what is the best way to get there. So I think all the business have marketing operation embedded in what they do, but I don't think a lot of them review that on a regular basis and try to um, simplify the way um, to get to where we're trying to get so I think people um, it's a relationship marketing operation it's all any other department it's not only marketing you can you can take it and apply it to any other department but it's a relationship between people there's no business without people um, their role and skill set obviously we've hired them to do a particular job technology and psychology i feel like we without setting the right you know objective clear objectives and goals have clear communication constant alignment and transparency along the way making sure that you actually only focus on what will move the needle as opposed to do Anything and everything. Marketing is one of those departments that constantly get more and more projects, more and more tasks, more expectation. Technology constantly evolve. SEO change every second day. Google Ads change you know, every other day. Creative constantly evolve. And it's a matter of flavor. So because there's so much noise coming in every single aspect of marketing, it's very easy to get sidetracked and very easy to get people overwhelmed, burned out. And so the role of a marketing operation, and, and it's not this, it doesn't have to be a role of a particular person. I think it's, it's, something, it's, it's a culture that you are embedding within the department itself, and it needs to start from the top. You've got to make sure that you are optimizing people to do what you've hired them to do, and you can easily identify what are the parts of their role that they are struggling to achieve. And with doing too many things, it's very hard it's very hard for you to have the time to review those activities, to review how can we do things better. People, you know, some people get too excited about technology, overusing technology. Well that's
0: that's that's one of the things, right? Sorry to interject, but that's that's definitely one of the things that I want to bring up with you. And I feel like the conversation is going in that direction because most of the times when you say marketing operations to somebody, they're immediately thinking, oh, we're talking my CRM. That's the responsibility of marketing ops. You're talking about my a marketing automation tool and they know how to, how to, how to use that and, and, and fix it up and set up the workflow or set up the automation, whatever it is. What are and, and but but the role of marketing operation goes beyond that. What are the exact responsibilities of of uh, markups
1: it it's it starts with people not technology I think technology comes last because yes maybe you can set up the you know the the uh, the CRM and you know how to set up the the automation and workflows but are you creative enough to write the right subject line the right content are you analytic enough to understand when is the right time to send it and to who and you know what's the best way to trigger them etc so, so I think people come first marketing operation is about optimizing people understanding you know uh, uh, you know understand what makes them curious and passionate what they are passionate about and how you can trigger their curiosity to want to know more about what they're actually doing and want to know more about the entire operation entire business the market the people and what we're trying to achieve so people first and then processes Um, There's so many touch points from whether you are a small business or a big business. There's so many. Obviously, smaller business or small department is a lot easier. The team is like an elite unit. And if they get along really well and respect each other, have boundaries, then the operation is quite tight. But the, the bigger you grow, the process becomes quite critical and once again we the more we grow the the more stuff are being added and then you forget about the process so constant optimization of the process the touch point between people is important along the way tech is the tech is tech comes in in order to give you extra capability and capacity extra visibility you know, a, a oversight of information analytical because we cannot continuously add more people into the business, and even if you add uh, more people, there's just way too many variations and matrix that obviously tech over. So the tech is not necessarily the lead; it's just another piece of the puzzle to create an effective decision-making operations, you know, actions, etc.
0: Got it. So, I mean, I, what I've written down is you're saying people, processes tech yes those are that's and, and and that's the order that things need to come come along is that is that right
1: hundred percent but I feel like a, we this is quite a technical answer I, I feel um, I I'm, I'm, a, I'm a people's person I always go back to the people's part and I think without passion and curiosity clear communication alignment transparency boundaries respect vulnerability humility those are the words that I constantly use when I lead teams internally, because at the end of the day, when you are um, training for the big race and then you go for the race that takes about five minutes, there's a lot of there's a lot of fatigue on the lead-up. There's a lot of days that it, are quite tough, and without creating a team that is vulnerable, humble, respectful open to feedback, have some boundaries, constantly communicate, align, and more than anything, passionate and and curious about each other, about the people we serve, about what we do. I think that's the key. In my opinion, there's two, you know, operations got two elements, there's the technical end and there's the human piece to it. And the human piece is what drives this business, not technology. A business a business cannot exist without the people behind it. So.
0: so let's 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 start focusing a little bit more on the role itself. Yep. How should somebody start building the function inside of the organization?
1: It's a, it's about first of all, it's about understanding what are the objectives and goals. What are we trying to achieve? And when you when you know exactly what we're trying to achieve, you're asking yourself, is that realistic? It's of it, it's ba- basic stuff. Well, you know, what are what are our smart goals? Are they realistic at all? Do we have the right people for it? Do we have technology to achieve that? And from there, you start to optimize. You are starting to communicate openly about the chance that that would actually happen. You need to be true to yourself, saying, "Okay, I think we are. Yeah, it's great to to aim high, but is it realistic?" So, we, when it comes to when you have objective, you, you need to question with those objective, are, are those, should we focus on all of them? Should we focus on all of those targets? Or what is the one to two targets that if we would start focusing on those, the rest will start to follow? Or we would be able to generate, let's say, enough income to grow the marketing function. So at the moment, we've got three people and they are more analytic than creative. We don't have enough brand. They're more analytic than creative. We've got X amount of budget. Okay, there's no time for us to get a brand person. We can't focus on content. Maybe we'll get some person externally to just focus on a quick project to give us a few content piece that we can play around and use our... You know, let's say SCM people to to achieve what we're trying to achieve. So if what we need is sales, and we have to have, we need to get those sales relatively quick. What are what are the quickest win that we can actually get in order to uh, achieve some of the targets? Regardless, I think with everything that you do, I'm a big believer in piloting, not trying to do you know do a big project. That is that you are not sure what would be the results of it. So I think the right it's it's you know it's a, to, to build a really good marketing department, you need a blend of all sorts all type of people. You need good admin people that just do all the coordination, make sure that we've got everything in writing, with the right timeline, with the right ownership and there are the police officer making sure every everyone's on on time with everything and updating all the information. You gotta have the creatives and obviously creatives are most likely not going to be technical people think that they can hire a person a marketing person that can do it all they can they know how to write well they know how to design well uh, they are admin driven they are sales oriented they are analytical so they can look at you know um, information and data and and share you know relevant insight and people think that they can also do things like Google Ads and and you know um, SEOs and I think marketing is one of those departments that uh, uh, people don't understand how much how many th- in, how many components included involved and how much how much of them change on a daily basis Google constantly changing their SEO their SEM their Google Analytics. That's just one person that constantly have to relearn everything that they know because Google have to change it to keep the competition open, and then you move and and then on the same aspect of paid ads or or, or search engine, you then move to Facebook or Instagram or Twitter ads or YouTube ad, and that's just one piece. What about you know blogs and and social media content and engagements and and CRMs and EDMs and and it's just it's endless and it's constantly changing and once again i think people underestimate the amount of effort that a market, marketing departments putting in and how much is people expecting them to deliver and that's why if we're going back to a marketing operation role is constantly saying okay no okay this is we agree that we, you know as a company that those are the objective and that's what we're trying to achieve that's the resources we've got people wise financial wise and that's what we can actually deliver if we want to do something else we can only do a pilot and that's what's required for that pilot and let's have a go and if it doesn't work and it's not moving the needle we have to drop it and try something else unfortunately marketing is one of those things where you're trying you're trying a thousand different ideas maybe one works and even that one you need to optimize so and try another ten thing off the back of that one in order to try and multiply the effect of that one that worked for you. So it's a it's a constant battle, um, always under resourced, people wise, budget wise, yeah. skill wise. There's not many people that can just focus on the CRM. Yeah, um, that's right. And sure. even if you are the only one who focuses on the CRM, there's there's so much to do on the CRM, so you, it's not enough. You need more than one person, but the budget is only for one person.
0: Yeah, yeah. And 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 Roy, when when it comes to you know, I, I feel like we we touched on a lot of different roles here, right? We talked about creative, we talked about admin, we talked about analytics, and 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 then running some of the platforms like Google Ads and 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 SEO and so on and so forth. But when, when someone says, look, we need, we need some structure, we need some, some, someone from the operational perspective to bring in for marketing, what do you think that first hire is going to look like and, and what are some of the skill sets that you'd be looking in that person?
1: People's person, admin person, an admin person.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Yes.
1: I don't think they need to be a technology savvy as much. I think they need to be a person who, first of all, understand, you know, would, would, put, would put down a plan, would know how to ask the right questions and said, you know, be very clear, this is where we're heading, this is long, how long it's going to take us, that's the resources we actually have. That's the potential gap that we have. It's essentially, it's a scrum master, project manager. It, it doesn't even have to be a marketing person. Yes, maybe they don't have experience in marketing, but they have experience in operation. Most importantly, they need to have the ability to get, you know, earn people's trust. People are not gonna do anything for you if they don't trust you. If they know that you are driven by ego and agenda, they're not going to trust you. They're not going to follow you. And so, you got to hire a person that has the ability to earn people trust, and humble and vulnerable, understanding that there's, there's a lot on, there's a lot going on in each person within the marketing department, and they need to kind of tight the plan. Mm. So I definitely. So I think m- most of my roles. I always hire a person that will be able to do admin for me. Got it. First, because that's just tidying up all the things. Okay, this is all the things that we do. Why are we doing this? You know, if we know now what the objectives and targets are, why are we doing this? Why are we doing social media? Because everyone's doing it because it's important for the brand to, to do it. But how much resources is it actually taking? So we talked about that before. Be an accountant. An accountant is not, you know, an accountant just asks you what are the top five, three or five things that takes the longest amount of time. Can we reduce the amount of time spent on it? Are they directly affecting the income or the return on the investment of time? And so I sometimes say we don't need to do social media. It's important for a business like ours to do social media. But if I look at our objective, and if I look at the resources that we actually have right now, and we can't get any more, that's it. That's the money we've got, and that's the people we've got. We can't get any more. Why am I doing those activities? Why am I trying to learn that? Why do I even have that platform if I don't have people to actually manage and do anything with it? Let's just get rid of it and get a cheaper platform, free up some budget to have better SEM people. Let's get rid of a CRM, free up some budget, give them more budget to get more return if that's what we're looking for. So I think admin person help you map everything, so you have a top helicopter view of what exactly we're doing, and and then question and a lot of question is that directly um, if we do this, it will achieve the objective we set up for ourselves. If no is the answer, or we don't uh, we don't it's somewhat, it's better park it and find what it is that will directly affect those results. I think a lot of marketers say, oh, you need to do branding and content and social media. It's a long-term game to build a brand, but there may not be a brand in, in, in about a year's time. <laughs> so yeah. right now, we need to focus on what we have and you know what we actually need in order to sustain this business and grow it. And if sales is what it is, then the, you know there's a lot of companies who don't have any marketing departments at all. And they still sell quite a lot because they focus on relationship so focus on what you are you know on your audience and what how they engage and how they want to be sold to and you know what they are willing to pay for what you're trying to sell them i mean law firm accounting firm they don't have any marketing they still grow they still sell so effective operation is really a mapping what we're trying to achieve and how and what are the activities we're doing to achieve them and what made us get to that point, so.
0: Got it, got it, okay. I want to talk about mistakes, Rory. What do you see as some of the mistakes people make when when they're trying to build their marketing ops team and and the function itself?
1: They start from the end, rather than the beginning. Yes, they start from technology. I would always always favor people over, over technology. People made businesses successful before technology did and so i think human judge simon sinek which i constantly follow i probably gave away something there but simon sinek is saying that humans are driven by emotion emotion drive behavior behavior drive action right action is the brain it's behaving based on what we feel so i constantly focus on what are, the, what, what are the targets we're trying to achieve and what are the, or what are the action we're trying to, to, to get? We're trying to get a person to click on Add to Cart and Checkout as an example. So what are the emotions that will make them click on that? So if I think like that when it comes to the audience that I'm trying to sell to, how can I do the same thing with my people? But obviously, I need to make sure that they don't think that I'm doing it for you know, my own agenda and for my own ego. So I focus on their emotions. It's very hard for people to communicate about how they feel about something. So I have a framework that I work on a, on a daily basis with my team. It was very hard for them to get into it, but they are now very well into it and do it on everything. It's called reflection. So pause, breathe, reflect. The pause, breathe, reflect, you know, we're running like rats all the time. And so it's important to, to, to stop, to, to pause, to breathe. It doesn't take long to do like a, a quick, you know, one minute breathing and then start to reflect. It's easy for people to say what they've done today.
0: So, so do you, uh, Roy? sorry to interject. So do you do this on like daily basis? Do you do this in a group? It is individual.
1: We do it on a daily basis. The teams are doing it with a, a teammate every single day, and they swap the teammate so they can get a different perspective. So they get to know each other, and then they we do it as a group once a week. But they can they do it at the end of each day, swap between each other. The idea of this framework is to make sure that they stop, and it's easy for them to say, "This is what I've done today." Everyone's so used to work as a to-do list sort of approach, right? And the next piece is suggesting what was the experience like doing all those activities was it overwhelming was it fast was it fun, easy what was it you know just just be open about it and and then lastly which is probably the hardest for people is to say how did I feel about it uh, was I am I sad am I scared like people are scared of, of saying what they truly feel because of what people will think about them and and, um, what, you know, and and the fact that they, they, are, they might lose their job. So they don't necessarily say that they are struggling with something. And that's true operation because if you've got a person that's not telling you that they are struggling with something that the person next to them can do a lot better, but they don't want to communicate because they're scared, and that's not an effective operation. You are not optimizing the, the person and their capability to do the best for you. And it's more often than not that people will sit in the same cubicle. One person would do would need to do some stuff on Excel and they don't do, know anything about it. And they're spending 90% of their time trying to create that report, which makes them hate their role. But the person next to them knows Excel and absolutely passionate about it and will take them five minutes to create a sheet with all the formulas that they need that they would never have to worry about it again. But they're not going to communicate story of my life. That. Yeah story but of so many people's life you know (laughs) Uh, I mean I'm a people and creative person I don't like excel spreadsheet I've learned to manage it but if I can if if I can identify a a person that knows it better and be you know feel you know safe to be vulnerable and share that I'm struggling with it then you are creating a really good conversation and alignment and everyone's vulnerable so over time, it took a month with each team to get them to a point where they feel safe to be vulnerable in a group, share their emotions about the day, vulnerable in a group. Because once they are vulnerable, everyone all of a sudden feels the pain of each other and wants to help. And so and, and so they start to help each other. And when they start to help each other, things becoming a lot faster. And then they talk about the processes on a regular basis, I think. I think the biggest mistake is people don't create that space. They come in to stand up and they sit in front of Jira and or whatever other platform it is then they go okay we've got 5 to 10 minutes and let's go. Tung 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 And It's very technical and it's very cold and that's just not opening up people. It's not it's not warming them up into the conversations, the connections. We can't we can't do achieve targets alone. We need to achieve it as a team. And so I think it's really about people working together. Vulnerability, humility, communications, open communication is the key. And I, I think that's the biggest mistake a lot of businesses doing. They are starting from the end, the tech, not from the people. And in between the two, you've got to have a process. And, and I feel like once again, without clear target and objectives and staying true to only do, prioritize only what would actually achieve those without doing this. You're constantly running in so many directions. It's easy to get requests coming from everywhere in the business. We need to do this. We need to do this. Why are we not on social media? But if you have the answer all the time to this saying, we're not doing social media because what we're trying to achieve is this. And, and this and, and this is what we're doing and that actually achieving it. So I can show you data that we're actually achieving what we're trying to achieve. We want to do that too. It's for fun, no problem. We can do social media for fun. But these are the resources we actually need. No problem.
0: Love it. Roy, I want to ask you a couple of rapid fire questions before we wrap up. Okay. And, uh, and I want to start with... What is one resource? And we touched on this a little bit during our chat. But what is one resource? It could be a book, a blog, a podcast, whatever it is, that has fundamentally changed the way you you approach work or you you live, or it's just it just has a profound impact on you.
1: So I've uh, I've got a whole lot of books that I'm very much interested in and recommended them I only read the intro and that's about it I'm terrible <laughs> at that I don't have the patience for blog as much as I want to read them so I've got a whole lot of links that I want to read but if I would say what is the resource that influenced me the most is the people that I uh, connect with every single day I truly live and breed the people around me and you know I, I, I love asking them questions to unpack what it is that they are struggling with and what it is that they're curious about and passionate about and work with them in in, in you know them getting to where they want to be or what you know you know fulfill their true purpose so i would say people is my i don't know if you can say it in the context of resources but it's my no that makes sense i love it number one number one resource is people like okay. Um, okay. i love them and you know i live for them with it. them yeah
0: Question two, if you could give one piece of advice to B2B markers, what would it be?
1: Focus on the people. Focus on the people you serve. What, you know, t- have as much conversation as possible. Understand what is the behavior you're actually trying to cha- change and what is the emotion that prevents that from changing. So I, I, once again, it's a lot of fear. People are not moving because of fear because they are used to do something in a certain way. But you need to trigger and you, you know you've got the, the solution for that, but... What is the uh, the emotion that would prevent them from actually moving towards what you're trying to solve for them? So got it. I love it.
0: I love it. people. People. The people element is alive <laughs> in all of them. I love it. Yes. The question number three: Who are some of the influencers that you follow in the marketing space?
1: I think Simon Sinek is probably has been influenced me influencing me the most. I'm also a star sign person and and. You know, and uh, Simon Sinek is, and he's also a very much all about people's person. So, yeah, uh, I feel very similar in the way I communicate. I feel very similar to the way he's communicating. And and that's something that someone said just before I've even knew Simon. They said that I, I, I sound like him and I communicate about people like him. And so then when, when I started listening to him, everything started to make sense to what I say. A lot of it was kind of me just talking out loud. Without knowing whether I make sense to anything, so yeah, Simon Sinek is a big one for me.
0: Last one is: What is something that excites you about B two B today?
1: It's such an undistrupt. Uh, it's it's a space that been that hasn't been disrupted forever. Yes, the service space is something that has been happening for many years, like you know, accountings and and law and, and marketing and all sorts of you know and data. But I'm in the, the B2B space when it comes to product and product is something that hasn't been disrupted. I'm very excited about Trade Square and you know what we are doing to bridge the gap between wholesalers and buyers. They're both working in such an old fashioned way and they're all, you know, very time poor, resources poor, people and budget. So I'm very excited to make it easier for them to do business together and and in particular, the fact that we're supporting just Australian businesses. So I think it's a great purpose and you know, for, for me to be behind. So I'm excited about the future. Well, the present. The present is already happening. So let's focus on the present. The future will come if you do the right thing in the present.
0: I love it. I love it. Rory. this has been a great conversation. Thank you so much for your time. And thanks a thanks lot for all the insights.
1: No worries. I hope I made sense to people and hopefully there will be one line in there that will uh, transform the way you look at things and will start to drive some results for you guys. Thank you for having me. It's been fun uh, to chat. I think
0: there, will be, there were multiple lines, um, yeah. many lines. Thank you so much, Ray. <laughs>
1: awesome. Thank you.
0: This episode of Growth Colony was produced by Alexander Hipwell. It was edited by Dave Samito with additional editing and music arrangement also by Alexander Hipwell. Special thanks to Tina Wabe and Rod Hoda. We couldn't make this show without you. The show was hosted by Shaheen Hoda. If you enjoyed the episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. And maybe even share the pod with a friend if you loved it that much. Thanks again for all the support and looking forward to seeing you again in the next one.